All the ads went up in the morning and I walked to Stockholm and I felt rather proud. My kids were embarrassed, but I felt rather good about it. In the afternoon, the same day, they flew in those airplanes in World Trade Center in the United States. It's not about who you are and who I am. It's what can we do together. It's in the combinations and the space between people. There is where the, the new things will happen. Sometimes it seems like we have, in some aspects, created a work life where most people want to leave. And that is a really stupid thing. Welcome to Mindburst a podcast about fighting burnout. Here is Mikael Åslund. It's been very diff- very difficult to do any type of research on you because you're not online in any way. No, that's true. Uh, I prefer the shadows. Um, and uh, I wrote a book. Uh, it came out 2001 and it's sold pretty much uh, in Sweden. And I translated it into English and uh, I was going to publish it. And my wife said to me, hmm, Michael, are you really sure about this? And I said, yeah, and uh, why shouldn't I? And she said, well, Michael, if you do this, what could happen then? Yeah, if it goes well, people will buy the book and uh, they will start calling you and uh, email you and want you to participate in different, uh, in different groups and scenarios. Yes. And Michael, dear husband, what do you think about that? Hmm. I really don't like to disappoint other people, so that will be uh, rather tiring for me. So it ended up, so it's translated by a professional, it's on a stick, and it's never been published. So I sort of prefer to be in the shadows and uh, do my contribution that way. Right, but you you have published a book, though. Yeah, I published a book. It was 2001. It's called in, in English, The Silent Engine. And it was due to when I was younger, I had this uh, science ambition uh, to, to work in the academic world. And I did a lot of, I learned a lot from different professors at the university. I spent a lot of time there. And after a while, when I've done, I think it was over 3,000 deep interviews and analyzes with people within the European business life, I really needed to empty my brain. Uh, it started to get full. So I decided to write a book about this to, to get it out of my system. And uh, I did. And it took me effectively time, maybe two years. And the process was ongoing for three and a half years. And it came out 2001. And uh, it's not a funny story, but it's a, a rather strange story. Due to that, that time, I, I made a barter with T- TV4, uh, the Swedish television channel, and with uh, Clear Channel, who's doing the, the uh, outdoors advertising. So I had a countrywide uh, coverage for two weeks on the boards, and I think it was 30, 20 second spots prime time on the uh, TV4. And uh, all the ads went up in the morning, and I walked to Stockholm, and I felt rather proud. My kids were embarrassed. Uh, but I felt rather good about it. In the afternoon, the same day, they flew in those airplanes in World Trade Center in the United States. Oh. So it was a strange, a strange story. So it, the, the campaign had really uh, no impact at all. Zero recognition. Wow. <laughs> but this uh, was a good story. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if it's <laughs> the truth. That was happened. Uh, yeah, and... Uh, the book from the beginning was just 
trying to get it out of my system, what I've learned from all those interviews, analyzes, talks to people in the business life, trying to understand what is going on, what is what are driving them, uh, what what stops transformation, what accelerate, accelerates it, and so on and so on. And after all those interviews and uh, a lot of theory studies, I thought I have a hmm, pretty good answers. There are several answers, but this seems to work. So I decided to write this one, and I did. And uh, I know now those days, uh, guys like you, you're doing this this way instead. And some of my friends said, well, I'm also thinking about writing a book. And I said, mm, think it through firmly. It's a very uh, tiring work to do that. This goes much faster. Yeah, um, I, I haven't read the book. Uh, I have read some reviews of the book. And it seems to be love or hate. Yeah. And uh, I can see that. The ambition was actually not, now I'm going to sell a lot of books. The ambition was, I want to empty my system. And if it suits some people, it's like I live my life when back in the days when I did a lot of speaks and leading seminars and stuff like that. Yeah, I view it as a, as a shoe shop. I, all the shoes that I have in my shop doesn't fit everybody's feet, so you can take the shoes that fits your feet and leave the rest. Yeah, and the foot, the, the the shoes that fit all feet are not very interesting. <laughs> no, that's my point of view also. So if you like, take what you like and leave the rest. And I can why not? Yeah. Uh, and why be angry or overwhelmed or something like that? Take what fits and move on. Yeah, and if you look at what you learned from that. Uh, experience of interviewing all those people i would imagine that uh, there are a lot of patterns yeah. recurring uh, it is i also kept on after this and uh, i still do it from time to time not as often today but i do it in some mentorship programs or things like that that i do and some when we are recruiting key persons in some organizations in, in europe i still do it uh, yes, there are patterns, and we have this sort of saying that every person is unique. Yeah, that's true, but it's very, very few people that I've met that really dares to live that truth. So we adjust, and the adjustment creates patterns, and those patterns are, are, are you can see are... Uh, significant, and they are in different organizations, in different countries, you can see them coming along doesn't really matter if I work in Switzerland or Germany or France or England or Sweden or Norway. You can see those patterns. When I started off, it was a little bit more different in due to the language thing. So a Swedish guy meeting a guy from Belgium and both are talking English. Hmm, take some time to get to a deeper level. If you take your time, usually those take about two to three hours. And I also have to do some thinking, analyze thinking after that. You can see them. Uh, and they are uh, occurring in uh, uh, in all the countries I've been. I've never been working in the United States, never been working in Asia, so I've been sort of voluntarily stuck in Europe. Yeah. And one thing we see in society today is that people are getting more and more stressed, right? We, we see a lot of burnout, and that's why MindBurst came about, because we wanted to address that issue. Yeah. That is also a pattern that is kind of arising in society. Yeah. Where do you see that coming from? I answer that question with a question. Why don't we uh, take the time to integrate, to reflect, uh, and try to, to, to move and grow in, in this environment? Why don't we take that time? 
and there are different reasons depending on who you are, why we do this. Some people, they are afraid to miss something. Some are afraid of uh, letting another one down and not respond quick enough uh, to a friend or to a manager or to uh, whatever. Some people try to hide. Sometimes it's, uh, they are not successful with it. They want to spend time more alone, but they really can't dare to actually take the time uh, to escape and steal some time just for themselves. So the majority, I would say today, is that we don't, we are also, and it's not only psychology and the mental stuff, it's biology. We need to take the time to integrate, to reflect, to understand where am I, where do I want to go, how does the surrounding look like, and so on and so on. And most of the time we are in this roller coaster and the roller coaster has no stop. So the time for reflection, we don't, we don't take the time for reflection. We don't do that. Uh, we try to, to meet up uh, expectations when we actually should not do that. I have hope. Uh, I think that you're, you're the next generation, you're much younger than I am. But it, I think more people in your generation will be able to handle that. And it's not only because you have been used, grown up with, with cell phones and smartphones and stuff like that. It's also about uh, we have a change of values and drives in society. So I think I have hope for the future. I think you will handle it better than uh, the, the generation that I belong to. I'm so happy to be spoken to like a young person. <laughs> I'm 41. <laughs> yeah, you look younger. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, yeah, but that's that's great. But if you look at like, okay, so, so you did pick up a lot of things. You wrote a book about that, but you also had a pretty active entrepreneurship. Yeah. What is the story of your entrepreneurship? Well, I've always been an active person um, as long as I can remember. When I was 12, I said, me and my friend, we told our moms that we were going to a scout camp, but we actually escaped from home and we climbed the highest mountain in Sweden called Kebnekaise. Then I was 12. When I was 17, me and a friend, we started a radio channel, a jazz channel, when everybody else was playing punk rock and roll. Um, I, me and a, the same friend, we wrote an rock opera when I was 20, and it's played in different schools around Stockholm, and so on, and so on, and so on. So I've been, uh, uh, when I quit university and started uh, to uh, run my own company, it was the first time in my life I only had one job. So I've been always you know, active, driving things, creating ideas for <laughs> building something for myself or trying to help other people uh, in their creation, what they want to do. So I've been both a, a management consultant helping others, but I've also been driving and building things uh, that I have a, a strong belief in and that I really also love to do. So I do both of them and still trying to do. Uh, so I, I have a a very strong heart in creating stuff. The part, the creation part of it is like what makes me tick. And so when people ask me, hmm, would this project be something for you, Michael, or this running this transformation project? Sometimes it is. And that's when you actually have a real turnaround or if it's something that doesn't exist yet. There's an idea and suggestion and analyze and new technology or whatever. So I'm, 
I would, if I could say it myself, <laughs> my strongest side is going from zero to maybe 20, 25, maybe 30% of a product or building a company or something like that. When it starts to to roll, starts to, to the, the next step is just do the same thing, but grow it, then I lose interest. So it's just the, the, the creation part of it and also trying to help others in that part where I have my strong side and I still love to do it and I will keep on doing it as long as I have the health. And the, th- there's some type of creativity to that, right? Yes. Uh, and that's one thing that I, I spoke to another guest about, like how, how, do, we, how do we get the, the mind, to give the mind the, the peace and the, the time and the space to be creative? Because a lot of that creative work comes from the unconscious, right? Yeah. You need, uh, I don't, don't, cannot speak for everybody else, but I, I can say how I do how I, how I do it. I steal the time. And I've been doing that for a long, long time. So I need space for my own. And I just need a notebook and some pencils. And then I'm happy. And some some hours. Uh, and then the impulses come from... Uh, it could come from me. It could, could come from a, a, a direct conscious need. Like, uh, hey, I want to be alone. Don't disturb me on the telephone. That's why we created this new telephone thing. Uh, so um, I do it by stealing the time, spending time alone and let it surface and then I start to shape it and then I start to to check it out with other persons. Hmm, could this fly? What do you think about this and so on? And then when we got further down the line, we're actually going to do it. Then I'm very, very, very picky about who the people I bring in in the first phase. And that's not about what you read in the CVs or what your your exam from university, stuff like that. It's about the person, the person's drive itself. Uh, do you have the passion? Do you see it? Can we share the, the, the same picture or in the same page on the book of what we could achieve and do with this? After a while, when the snowball is already there, it's already really rolling, it's just going to be bigger. Then you don't have to be that picky in that, on that side. You can go on skills then. But in, on the, in the first phase, uh, I'm extremely picky on who I bring aboard to make this happen. Right, because it's a very kind of sensitive phase. Things easily uh, it is, break. It's very really it, it, it delicate. It is. It's like before I learned this and the patterns around this, it was like I didn't understand, hey, here you have a great idea and now you've been talking about it for three years and actually nothing has happened. Why is it like that? Why is it like people think in large organizations and also in smaller for that sake uh, that they are doing a terrific job uh, and they are happy and they, it's quality in the job, but it has absolutely no impact on the value add. I have a scary example not long ago, uh, a person who, who retired after a rather long life. And uh, I asked who is going to, to take his position. And uh, the CEO said, no one. Hmm. That's not good. <laughs> That's not good. <laughs> um, it's not a great way to retire, I would say. You know, you kind of want to see that them scrambling to hire five people to replace me, yeah, right? Yeah, but it, it's also like uh, we have a in uh, I think I call it my generation or the generation before me. We, we have a, a cluster a pattern of a majority of people who have this naive loyalty t- towards authorities. An authority can can be different things in my experience. It could be a manager, a person. Uh, it could also be the, the prime minister of Sweden or a policeman or, or whatever, or a judge. 
Uh, but it could also be something that we people have created by our intellect. It could be the the the, the law of the of Sweden. It could be the policies from uh, European Union. It could be the stock value of, of a stock. It could be uh, anything that we people have created. And in my generation, the generation before, what I can see, and I think it's true, the majority of the people have a very naive uh, view upon authorities, and they are naively loyal, a lot of them. Uh, and that actually stops uh, the acceleration of uh, change and transformation. Yeah, and, and uh, it's also a very tough position to start from in a, in times of fast change, right? Yeah, it is. Some years ago, you were rewarded for your loyalty. You came to work every day. You were there from nine to five. You did everything that was expected of you and you were waiting to the manager to tell you what to do and so on and so on. Now, due to both, I would say that the change in values and drivers, drives in the younger generation accelerated with new technology the old, some people still say, hey, okay, what was rewarded a couple of years ago now is the enemy of the company. Hmm. And here I've been being rewarded for my loyalty for 25 years. What am I going to do with this? Yeah, I, I know that's a, a very real thing in Silicon Valley for now, for example. I can imagine. People are building these equity portfolios because they spend two years in every company yeah. and eventually they have a very broad portfolio, uh, which seems on its face and with the old glasses on to be a bad thing because, you know, we hired this person and now they leave. But in reality, it cross-pollinates the entire system. Yeah, it, it does. It does. And the... the, the, the um uh, that's a very, very talented way to describe it. It cross-pollinates the whole system. Yes, it does. And uh, uh, it's like now, let's say, uh, it was only 20 years ago, a manager, rather high position in a large company in Sweden, he left for the competition. Uh, and he was blamed in so many ways and rather harsh words uh, uh, were put against him and so on. And, but after a couple of years, the, 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 the chairman on board came back and said, hmm, excuse me, it was not, it was in the, the, the internet change and stuff like that in the telecom industry. And I said, hmm, now I see that you are coming back. And a lot of people who left five years ago, they are back now and they know so much more uh, now than they did way back then. So it's uh, the ability to see that bigger picture. Does, it's not, my experience is that it's not so many that have it, but I see it more in the the, the, young, the, the younger generation. The more people does it, you know, to seize it and can see the benefits from it. Uh, and as that means I have a very optimistic view uh, upon fu- future and uh, the younger generation in, in Europe. What you are going to create with this, I think new mankind has never seen before. Yeah, I, I mean, uh, you have to realize in some sense, I think that we are on the same team. We yeah. all are on the same team. Yeah. We need to cross-pollinate not only the system in Sweden, but you know, the, you know we are basically one big organism living yeah. together. Uh, and as such, I mean, if Sweden is doing poorly as a country, well, every company in Sweden will basically be doing poorly. Yeah. Uh, so we need to make sure that we not only our company does well, or not only do I do well, my company does well, my, my country does well, and the world does well because mm. we're all kind of interconnected. So in that sense, I mean, the the keeping of secrets and all that, it's, uh, it's something to consider, you know? Yeah. And, uh, it is, and uh, yeah. I've, I've been a pro this uh, uh, 
trying to to make use of the different differences and the different qualities and different talents that people have and uh, I'm now extremely allergic to different kind of personality tests and so on being an old HR director it's like I uh, it's not about who you are and who I am it's what can we do together it's what what is between us right it's like music if there was no silence between notes there will ju- just be a sound right so uh, it's the space in the combinations and the space between people there is where the the new things will happen yeah. uh, and uh, it's my consciousness and subconsciousness and yours and so on but what happens between us and what can we do together you and me and he and she and so on what is possible to do there here with this new technology so also it's like uh, communication supports that and that leads us back to the basic question so communication in itself is a very good thing i think because it helps us it helps us to be move in the same direction if we want to with a high speed and uh, when change goes faster communication is a very good way of making a group or a company or a country actually move move approximately the same way the same way and to the same target or ambition or dream or vision or whatever but it's also now what is happening is that it's so much that some people a lot of people who I understand the value of this but I'm so tired now I need to rest I need to spend some time for myself please so uh, in I think in that crossfire we are right now it's good on one hand on another hand hey it's so much and that if i think is a, a biological part how much and how fast are we able to to integrate within ourselves uh, uh, the amount and the speed of communication sort it and make the prioritizations of it you know when i was young it could be like uh, my mom and dad said hey uh, we are going to eat dinner at um, seven o'clock yeah that would be fine and today a couple of years ago i asked my kids Hey, we're going to have dinner at seven o'clock. Is that okay? And they answer, hmm, maybe. Yeah. So we're living in a with a very short span of planning, I guess. Yes, and it's moving, and that makes us, on one hand, very speedy, flexible, uh, up to date, transformative, and so on. The other prize is like uh, when the burnout startup. Hey, it's too much. I don't know how to sort this anymore. Time out. I don't know anything anymore, and people just go off grid and out of the system say hey uh, it's too much I don't have that speed and it's in some ways I've met so many people uh, uh, during the years is like in the interview phases and uh, I think I've worked in over 15 countries with many many different companies and it seems sometimes it seems like we have in some aspects created a work life where most people want to leave and that is a really stupid thing yeah because that's basically most of your life yeah it's uh, most of all and also the the challenges that we stand standing for on this planet uh, <laughs> uh, we work in different in state or government on different private companies and so on and so on and we have created forms that most majority want to leave and we have those challenges that's rather stupid that's rather stupid <laughs> yeah but we have we have the the mind burst thing coming up you will be one of the speakers so much looking forward to meeting you there and uh, and hopefully before that, 
yeah, it would be fun. Maybe you're in the ski slope. That would be fantastic. <laughs> yeah, thank you very much. So thank you so much for coming. Yeah, thank you. Thank you for listening. For tickets to the event and more information about Mindburst, visit mindburst.se.